Hello everybody, it's Andy, back again with another episode of Piano Rhapsody, a podcast where you follow my journey as an amateur piano player who has the goal of playing Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue one day, hopefully on this very podcast. But until we reach that hallowed day, every week we discuss one piece that gets me one step closer to the goal. We're in the middle of a series on preludes at the moment. We've taken a look at Bach, we've looked at Chopin, and today we're headed to London, where a young Spanish composer named Isaac Albanese was enchanting crowds with an exotic music style that was quite literally foreign to them. Albanese was a post-romantic composer and virtuoso pianist from Spain. His compositions were faithfully dedicated to his homeland and are the pinnacle of Spanish classical piano style. Albeniz was a world-renowned name in music, studying under Franz Liszt in Hungary and becoming friends with Debussy and Ravel while he lived in France. He didn't let all that fame go to his head, though. He was a humble, well-liked guy with a good sense of humor. Here's a quote from Albeniz describing his humble collection of compositions. There are among them a few things that are not completely worthless, The music is a bit infantile, plain, spirited, but in the end, the people, our Spanish people, are something of all that. In 1890, he published Opus 165, a work entitled España, made up of six short pieces. These pieces are filled to the brim with flair and influence from the Spanish countryside. And London audiences ate it up. To them, these pieces served as postcards from a tour of Spain. The set of six includes exotic dances, like a tango and a zortziko, and considering it wasn't too long ago that London audiences thought the waltz was risque, I'm sure this music was thrilling to them. But the dances will have to wait for another day, because I'm sure you've guessed by now that we're going to take a look at the first piece, entitled Preludio. While Albanese's style can be traced back to Chopin, he took a note from Bach entitling his prelude to actually mean something. This preludio opens España and introduces the audience to the Spanish style that they are about to experience. The preludio gets its unique Spanish sound by using an uncommon musical mode called the Phrygian dominant. Up until this point, we've basically focused on major and minor, but there are also other modes of music that we have yet to discuss. Modes are essentially different permutations of notes within a scale. It's kind of strange and out of order to discuss the Phrygian mode before we've ever even talked about building a minor scale, but here we go. So the major scale is still the basic building block in modern music. Another name for the major scale is the Ionian mode. It's the number one mode. So let's use C as an example, since it's the easiest. Let's review C Ionian, or more commonly, C major. It uses all of the white keys, starting at C. C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C.
Now the Phrygian mode is a number three mode. So instead of starting with the first note like we do in the Ionian mode, we're going to use the third note, which is C, D, E. So the E Phrygian scale uses the same notes as the C major scale, only in a different order. So here is E Phrygian using all of the white keys or just starting at E instead of C. So we have E, F, G, A, B, C, D, E. It kind of has a more minor feel to it. Some of the earliest uses of the Phrygian mode were in Gregorian chants those songs that the old monks would sing to. So how in the world did we get from singing monks to Spanish music? Well, I'm sure that's a complex question with a multifactorial answer. But one thing that I don't think is a coincidence has to do with the main instrument of Spanish folk music, the guitar. As we just discussed, the main Phrygian scale begins and ends in E. And if you know anything about the guitar, a standardly tuned six-string guitar has top and bottom strings that are both tuned to E. In fact, the tones of all six strings of the guitar, E, A, D, G, B, E, can all be found in the E Phrygian scale, lending itself nicely to this style of music. So we're currently at the Phrygian mode, but Albanese goes one step further and uses the Phrygian dominant scale. This is also known as the Spanish Phrygian scale and is commonly used in flamenco music. Now we're not going to dive too deeply into the style of flamenco music in this episode, but I did want to point this out. Flamenco is the Spanish word for flamingo. I don't know if the word origin has anything to do with the musical aspect, but I suspect it was named after the dancing, which uses angular movements and stylish traditional red costumes, reminiscent of that tall flamboyant pink bird. But anyway, back to scales. The only difference between the Phrygian scale and the Phrygian dominant scale is to augment or raise the third tone. So going back to the E Phrygian, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, E. We take the third tone, the G, and augment it to G sharp. It's only one note, but it makes quite a difference. Gives it kind of a Middle Eastern flavor. So we've arrived at E Phrygian dominant, or the E Spanish Phrygian scale. Now in the preludio that we are discussing, Albanese actually uses the A Phrygian dominant scale, which would follow the same exact process we just went through, except starting with an F major scale instead of C major. Since a majority of common era music was written in either major or minor keys, London audiences at the time would not have heard anything like this. 
Phrygian was a whole new world to them. Aside from an uncommonly used scale and sound, in order to bring in a specific Spanish atmosphere, Albanis mimics the sound of a live Spanish folk performance through the piano. The prelude opens with a statement where both hands play the same exact melody, only two octaves apart. This mimics the sound of flamenco singers and dives right into the unique Phrygian sound. But mimicking vocals isn't the only instrument Albanese draws into his music. Because what would Spanish folk music be without guitar? And there are several sections throughout the prelude that imitate the strumming of a guitar. For example, Now it's no coincidence that a lot of Albanese's piano work has been translated to guitar. In fact, some of his pieces are probably better known on guitar than piano. I couldn't find any pop culture references to this prelude specifically, but Albanese was prominently displayed during a scene in the film Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Speaking of English people falling for Spanish charm, Rebecca Hall's character, who is an English actress playing an American in the film, falls for Javier Bardem during the scene where he takes her to listen to Spanish guitar. And the piece in the background? Albanese Granada. I'll post a link to YouTube of the scene in the episode notes if you'd like to hear an example of Albanese music guitarified. Now this prelude switches back and forth between the vocal and guitar imitations. But the true star is the Phrygian dominant scale, providing the sound of a Spanish countryside to the people sitting in the comfortable seats of a posh London hall. Now, let's listen to the entire prelude. Here is number one, Preludio, from Albany's Opus 165, entitled España.
As always, thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find the standalone recording of this prelude in the podcast feed. If you haven't already, please take a second to subscribe. It really does just take a second, and the new episodes will pop up directly into your feed. And if you have a minute to spare, please consider rating and writing a quick review. It really helps the podcast find new people in the search algorithms. You can reach out to me on Twitter, at Piano Rhapsody, email me at pianorhapsodypodcast at gmail.com, and you can also stream all of the recordings heard on this podcast and more at my SoundCloud page. Next week, we're going to take a quick ride to France and explore the impressionistic stylings of Debussy and one of his preludes. I'll talk to you then. Adios, amigos.